Food Court, the movie podcast and Twitch stream with Sean. And John. And Beverly. And Elliot? Ellie? 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 And also our super special secret guest, Jamie Bradley. How are you, Jamie Bradley? You guys, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, we are wait. so excited to have you on this wonderful show. Um, we, it, I have to say, we're going to talk about Dead Ringers. So yep. before, usually we get right into it and I say, tell me about the plot. But I do have, I, I'm springing on this, and I want to apologize for this. But okay, this was the first time you ever watched this movie, correct? Yeah, it was. And before you watched it, did you know that it was about two twin gynecologists? Did you know this information before you watched the movie? I did. <laughs> okay, okay. The, okay. I did and and I you know, I'm vaguely familiar with with Cronenberg. I will get into my uh experience there, but uh yeah, I I knew it was about gynecologists. Mostly I just wanted to see the fun costume. <laughs> how, how familiar great. with you uh were were with you with the notion of triple bifurcated uh uteri? <laughs> that was that was a new one. Um, yes. it, it made it into my notes that I took. I was very <laughs> excited. Um, I actually had to hit the like rewind button on the on the old Roku because I was like, wait, does she have? She has three. She got three. Yeah, you, did, you did the do what now? Oh, screw me! Yes, yeah. well, because it's just three survive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect survive. Um, which I just you know, I'm curious. What was it? Well, one of the craziest things, we did watch Dead Ringers, the David Cronenberg classic. Uh, One of the craziest (laughs) things about this movie that while watching is I'm like, until I had a kid very recently, the mysteries of gynecology might as well have been like a a lost religion. There's nothing, there's there's no secret, secret science, secret medical realm that men have that women don't get like... Women, they, they, yeah, not like, we don't go to there. we don't go to like uh, urethra specialists six times a year. <laughs> no, <know? laughs> so you, uh-uh. so this is just like a strange, str- yeah, maybe inappropriate thing for a male filmmaker to have made. <laughs> I want to get into. I want to ask your your thoughts on that because I was like, man, this is a this is this is a journey, um, and very deliberate, you know, because I was like, oh, maybe it's um, because it's well. I'll tell you the plot in a second, but it's loosely oh. based on a, on a true story. And I was like, what parts of this are true? You know, like what, how, how deep did we really need to go into the I, gynecology I'm portion? Not, I'm not so sure about them. They're, I think they were identical twins. And I know for sure that their girlfriend did eat the metastasized uh, Siamese twin link in between them. I know okay. for sure that happened. You're a liar. You fucking liar. <laughs> It looked good. It kind of yeah. was like one of those like ASMR uh, slime videos or something. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Hump, M- hump, hump. bang or whatever they call it. Um, um, Jamie, that's a good a time, a good as time as any. Uh, let's <laughs> render a summary judgment. Tell us what happened in this here David Cronenberg film, Dead Ringers. Okay, okay, guys. I took notes, so I'm going to kind of just go through them. So you got sexy, identical twin gynecologists. They trick a woman. Uh, yeah. She has noticeable wrinkles and a mutated <laughs> vagina. Uh, wow, strong, sexist. She has, a, she has a no, no. I, she has a very <laughs> strong jawline. She's, she's a, I loved it. I was empowered by her wrinkles. Oh, okay. Good. Um, and they you were into doing, and they were doing some freaky, fun sex stuff with her. 
Um, but then she catches on. She's like, hold on. I think I'm fucking one guy, but I'm fucking two guys look exactly mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finds this out from her friend who's chain smoking and like eating brunch and she's missing a bottom tooth, which I thought was really cool. Somehow she um, kills yeah. the entire movie in 14 <laughs> seconds. Love that woman so much. Cronenberg love- loves this character. He uh, has like the same character in Videodrome. There's like the kind of classy old lady who's, I don't know, she but, just knows shit and is in charge of stuff. She knows shit is in charge of stuff, but I love the like decayed kind of <laughs> yeah. look to her. Um, yeah, so so loved that lady. So she tells Claire, that's the that's a uh, wrinkled uh, showbiz gal, um, <laughs> that they like to share everything, you know, oh, kind of yeah. thing. Anyway, so she's like disgusted, which I was proud of in the plot because yes. like I was fully waiting for her to be like. That's right. Uh, and then she was like, no, that's fucked up. You can't both trick me and have sex with me at the same time and tie me up and do weird stuff with me. Um, the sexy, naughty twin, Elliot, though, is like, I'm Scar, not so not so fast, because he's um, Jeremy Irons. So then he moves on quickly, and he's like, hey, I want to cheer you up. We're going to fuck this girl that looks like Bryce Dallas Howard, and we all do drugs. And um, then Beverly, the Shy twin runs into Claire um, at like a Mormon church or a library or something, <laughs> and they the Toronto make Tabernacle. up. Yeah, the Mormon <laughs> Tabernacle Choir in Toronto. It was a tour. Um, they start dating again immediately. She's like, "It's all is forgiven." Um, he immediately gets addicted to drugs, <laughs> which I love. Yes. It's like within an hour, he's addicted yes. to drugs. She's like, have you ever tried doing drugs? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. You know, and then they're just, he's addicted to drugs. I love it. She's like, okay, bye. I'm going to go down for 10, ten weeks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you got addicted to drugs. Um, she's like filming Degrassi. I don't know. They don't really like tell you what it is. Um, he then, this is my memory of it. So I watched it two days ago. So this is all for memory. He then like just runs into an art gallery one day and is like, hey, I drew these crazy uh, forceps. Yes. They kind of look like, like I don't know, something from Alien. He's that like, came have you ever seen uh, this David Cronenberg <laughs> movie that he hasn't made yet called Existence? <clears throat> right, exactly. Yeah. I need I'm for all the guns in Existence to be uh, specula. To go and, inside uh, of a lady's pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to see how deep I can go with this, these guns. Right. Um, <laughs> so he just walks into an art gallery and is like, I'm clearly crazy and on drugs, and I drew some weird vaginal implements. And this guy's like, all right, deal. Yeah. I'll, ma- <laughs> I'll, I'll make this immediately. Yes. A secret um, special appearance by Stephen Lack from Scanners. Uh, Scanners. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Great. Didn't see it. <laughs> oh, it's love, great. You should watch it. He did that. Um, and then, dude, smelt him up some vaginal implements, some yes. race. I don't know. They look insane. And then. He goes uh, into a, a wonderful classic surgical scene. And I say classic, even though I just saw it. But the reason I wanted to watch this movie is because Denise Cronenberg recently passed away. Mm. She was the costume designer. The costumes looked amazing. That's what drew me in. And all the set deck. And Ooh, yeah. so they're in this beautiful kind of surreal red, very um, churchy looking. Um, I don't know. 
surgery area, like <laughs> surgery op- place. Oper- operatic surgery. Operate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, there you go. Operatic wow. operator said, room. Sur- yeah. There in a surgery place. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> tries to stick this thing in the lady. All the other mm-hmm. doctors are like, whoa, that's not mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. We don't and like then it. Then he. Takes her anesthesia off, puts it on himself. He dives Love across it. her prostate. <laughs> <so>. Vagine. Takes, <laughs> her, takes her. uh oh, Incredible. Incredible. I need to down. I need it's to slow so down. Good. I don't oh, want to give so away good. too much, but that is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. <laughs> it's so good because... It's so good because it's just so unnecessary to show it that he's that he's fallen. It's like mm-hmm. they could have been a little bit more subtle, but I loved no. it. Um, no. And then, yeah, that clearly did not go over well. And so Elliot kind of gets back involved. Try, the other brother tries to kind of cover for him and is like, hey, we're going to all lose our medical licenses if you don't stop trying to put weird stuff he made at an art gallery into <laughs> ladies that we that we know um, yeah. that are paying us. And so then, I don't know how much more. Can I just tell the whole plot, right? Yes. Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler alert. So... <laughs> Fast forward, it doesn't go over well. He tries to pretend that he's Beverly and, and get him get them out of it and be like, oh, I, that's just the thing I do. And the board of medical review is like, no, that's mm-hmm. not cool. No. Um, they both then immediately get addicted to drugs <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. within an hour. And I love the way that they signify that they're really both on drugs is that they're just eating. There's a lot of Del Monte uh, cans of like... <laughs> yeah. a fruit David Cronenberg and Sean Parrott have the same understanding of drugs and junkieism, and this is exactly <laughs> what they... They think you get dr- addicted to drugs instantly, and that you uh-huh. just become He's a like, fat slob. <laughs> the <yeah>. end. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you try to immediately kill people, and you eat a lot of fruit cups. Yeah. And that is just... That's yes. just how it's going to be. Um, they also light a inordinate amount of candles in in the daylight and it's yes. great it's unnecessary um and it ends tragically i don't know how <laughs> yeah. much we want to get into it um, lay it all out but you know i'm sure there's some deep symbolism in all of this um something about twins and them being connected and there's there's a lot of like genuinely interesting plot points that i just completely rolled over um <laughs> And, uh, but it, it's great because it ends with Beverly just taking the vaginal implement. And instead of hurting a lady, I will say bravo to this movie. No women ever, like the one lady was a little uncomfortable one time. Um, but no women were actually like raped or like hurt or cut open, which I was so pleased by. I was nervous the entire time. And instead, Jeremy Irons, uh, sexy, naughty bro gets disemboweled. And, yeah. you know, that's basically it. That's the movie. That's pretty much it. Um, and then I didn't catch this, but I did read the Wikipedia. I guess the other brother also dies. Yes. Yeah, he, he somehow dies of withdrawal. It's, it's all about, <laughs> of a broken heart. It's all about the, uh, like the, the yeah. connective tissue between the psyche and the outside. It's, yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. an extremely Freudian, uh, ridiculous flick. Uh, but really, yeah. like to it. me, like trying to make sense of what's going on here, uh, don't apply that to any Cronenberg films. Don't do that. Oh, mm, also, yeah. don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely loved every minute of it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I loved everything that was happening. Um, I did, I do know that the brothers that it's based on, they died of 
barbiturate withdrawal. So perhaps he died. (laughs) Perhaps he died of that. Being eviscerated in a fake, didn't really happen Siamese twin uh, extraction, barbiturate overdose, those are kind of the same thing. Sure. So I get it. And also, I mean, they talked earlier about Chang and Ang, the like, yes. original famous uh, Siamese twins, and how the one died of a of fright when his brother died. And uh, maybe yeah. there's some thing. I mean, maybe there's some part of that in there where he has he has died. He has realized, oh no, I have killed like the only reasonable one of us. Even though he was like the evil one, he was the only one who could talk to people. Maybe yeah. he's just like, ah, I don't need to live now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, basically, I can't is- go to a business meeting. This is basically a remake of that book where the period blood, yeah, period blood red fern grows. Ah, yes, <laughs> essentially classic <laughs> scholastic book fair number one bestseller. Yes, <laughs> but for me, the reason this movie works so well, especially considering, and it works like on a level that a lot of Cronenberg movies don't work, is because he has like these these three Venn diagrams. I'm going to try not to do boobs here, so I'll start. I'm going to do here. And we've got it's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, yes. I'm getting, I'm getting explicit any way I do it. We've got, uh, <laughs> like m- medicine, mm-hmm. science, art. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They all just like converse into like this, like horrible car crash of Cronenberg. And I can, I can think of no sometimes yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of no other, no one tries to have sex with a scar in this movie. That's probably on the cutting room floor <laughs> though. But I mean, really, I yeah. mean, it's just like the confluence of all the things. This is Cronenberg at his Cronenbergiest to me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even when you think you're not going to get like the gruesome gore, you get uh, Genevieve Bujold eating <laughs> the met- metastasized God. flesh of the two twins. <laughs> it, it's thing. a dream sequence this time, but it's still yeah. horrifying. <laughs> well, and that was what I was going to say. I did really appreciate. You know, because I've I've seen The Fly, I've seen a lot, you know, and and there's always like some realism. Never is there like a a real sense of like, okay, we're in like a fantasy world or something like that in his Mm -hmm. movies. Like it's always some form of of reality, but this one was more real realistic than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if that's an academic way to explain it, but I kept waiting for the like some magic realism or some very bizarre thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And even as druggy as they get. It's still, we're still watching them be druggy. We don't really like experience their drugged out fever dreams. Like we're just yeah. watching the the sort of horror unfold as, as horrible as it would be to watch someone hooked on drugs, like injecting their brother who's so fucked up. He's like, yeah, cool. Kill me. Um, yes. We're watching it all as very horrified, you know, not participants, which I thought was, um, I thought was cool. <laughs> it's cool. I think also Cronenberg has like this sort of self-imposed thing where he doesn't like magic. I don't know why, <laughs> but well, he doesn't. He doesn't like magic. Medicine. Yeah, he wants it to be science. <laughs> but also, it's it's sort of bullshit because it's like the science is there's a lady who's got a vagina under her arm, and then there's oh, really? another guy and he's got a penis, and he, she can fuck people with yeah, her arm. Under there's arm a fourth penis. move here too. We can't talk Cronenberg without sex being smashed in there. Yeah, sex yeah, is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sex more so than medicine. That's really what I'm trying. It's art and science <laughs> like, and sex. <laughs> I yes. like that the thing penetrating was a boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, like, it, it's, classic. I think the fact that Cronenberg made this movie, considering what he had made before, must have made the experience of watching this movie really bizarre because you are yeah. definitely waiting 
for like the brundle fly to barf on a vagina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, and then it just never it, happens, and the only dream sequence ha- just sets up the tragic ending. Really, that's yes. only, he wasn't even really indulging himself that much. I guess yes, he was. Of course, he was. He she eats the scar tissue, but sure. Uh, it really just sets up the 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 fakey no fakey of no that last bit was not a dream sequence he killed his own oh, brother oh wow you know, he's yeah dead. no yeah. well and I think that's that's a really great point yeah there isn't I kept waiting and waiting as someone who'd never seen this movie for it to just get just trippy nasty mm-hmm. they don't even show you and some of it could be like I always love to try and imagine in in movies that are made in the the mid. 80s or 70s i'm like what parts of this were they just scared we're gonna look really shitty (laughs) that they're filming around um but like they don't they don't even show you you know close-ups of the disemboweling like and i kept waiting kind of wincing waiting to see like entrails and they just it's it's very classy definitely a choice jammers because this is the guy you haven't seen scanners this is the guy who has famously blown up heads this when is, I'm familiar with that like scene or that yeah, gift, sure. You know? This is a guy yeah, who's yeah. unafraid yeah. to put a uh, vampiric blood sucking clitoris in a woman's <laughs> armpit in a movie. Yeah, uh, that happened. Is yeah, that, I can never remember. Is that Shivers or is that uh, that's Shivers, right, Sean? But, no, that is Rabbit. Shivers that's is Shivers is Night of the Living Dead for sex. Yeah, and Rabbit is I guess vampire. It's like vagina vampire, penis it's, vagina vampire, it's armpit sort vagina of. vampire woman. Okay, it's I guess cool. starring but, a porn star, but she it totally ent- works. That sounds <laughs> but great. She she doubles down though because she's got she's got the armpit vagina, but then then an armpit penis comes out of the armpit vagina, and she uses it to suck people's blood. Right? Is that isn't that what happens? I'm, I'm, let's make sure. Oh boy, using it with Videodrome, where James Woods reaches into a vagina like Fisher in his chest and pulls out He's, a penis gun. Yes, mm. he does do that. So what we're saying is John Ringer, oh, yes. you, think, you think you're going to get cronenberg and then you don't really get Cronenberg-ed. You don't. Which is kind of the most Cronenberg shit ever. Well, and, and even that sex scene, so there's a sex scene very early on before you th- And that's you really why it, you chose this movie. It is. Well, I chose it because I love Jeremy Irons. Um, mm-hmm. I'd never seen it. I, again, was already going to watch it. Then you asked me to be on this podcast. And I was like, well, how about this Let's one? Do it. Um, but yeah, the first, <laughs> I wrote first gynecological sex scene. She's yes. tied up with like t- rubber tube, rubber. surgical oh, yeah. tubing. Yeah. And like, but it's like kinky like. She's also fully clothed and she's wearing like. She's cloistered. A very, <laughs> yeah, she's wearing like this very matronly gown. Um Yeah. Which I think is so interesting. And then they're like, sexy, breathy pillow talk is about her infertility struggles, <laughs> which I, yes. I just thought that was so sexy. <laughs> She's just like, mm, I'll never have a baby. Now, I, I'll say it. I think this movie is strangely, extremely sexy, despite being really like, creepy and uh, like Hieronymus Boshi. It's sexy also. And it's not just uh, Jeremy Irons' sinewy butt, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Uh, his back, I wrote, he looks like Mr. Burns. Like, it's just so <laughs> gnarled. He is sexy Montgomery Burns. He has also been yes. young and old forever. Forever. Yes. Dude still looks the same. Like, I mean, I yeah. just finished watching Watchmen, and, like, 
Yeah, he's he's a little, you know, a little bit more pulled up. But right. other than that, he looks exactly the fucking same. I mean, His body who, is the same. Him and Sting have had to have the most tantric sex of any two men in the world. Ever, ever. <laughs> is um, he a tantric sex guy? Has to, but I don't know. <laughs> These are the assumptions I'm willing to make when I see buttocks, buttocks that have, like, veins and striations. <laughs> I'm just While we're like, talking about great things. yoga. Uh, you know I what was, another great I, thing I was, is the be- oh go ahead no 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 I no. just was I made notes I made notes when I watched right. it and I'm going trying to pick one out and I just wrote psychosexual pain girl you are a mess she is a big mess you are a mess I'm not sure which one I'm talking about there anyway go ahead oh. Uh, we've, we've reached the moment where we have to talk about our most favorite thing of the movie. John, will you tell us your, your beef lamb euro of this picture, Dead Ringers, please? It's hard, because it's such a spectac- Okay, <clears throat> we've already talked about the spectacular operatic, uh, breakdown of Jeremy Irons' character, which is, honestly, mm-hmm. it's the best scene. But, I'm gonna go with another scene, the abject horror- of that woman uh, being uh, examined by the now completely demented Beverly. Uh, yes. <clears throat> the close-ups, the way that the the he inserts, and you don't see anything, but the way he inserts no. and the, the sheer discomfort and the... It's just an insane... To be sitting there, and, and you just... It feels so inappropriate. Even the even oh, like yeah. the agency of the filmmaker, like how does this motherfucker get off shooting this scene? But it totally, uh, you know, <clears throat> totally. I I can't. I'm super uncomfortable. I can't imagine what for a woman yes. that scene has to be one of the most uncomfortable scenes in film history. I want to counter it a little bit. Okay, I <laughs> was a pregnant. Say, I loved this scene. Oh, <laughs> I was really turned on. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the scene that he's talking about is with a woman. She's she's probably in her forties, maybe yeah. maybe a little bit older. Um, they they specifically specialize in fertility, so you can tell this woman's already probably there. I think that that's another layer to all of the examinations and all of the patients is this layer of just pain and sorrow and and yeah. they're not complete in some way. And that's sort of a mm-hmm. theme throughout the entire film. Just. And, you know, I'm not, I need another being to sort of complete me. Um, yes. And she is getting this examination and the way he described it is perfect. But I personally was like, I've had worse. <laughs> like, oh, yes. I was just kind of like. <laughs> That's another thing about it is, is it's like very uncomfortable and very creepy. Yeah. But also, I think that situation, that's just a very com- commonplace Pedestrian. set of emotions. Because I just, myself, I have never experienced it, but I've had partners who've been like, I got to get another gynecologist. Oh, yeah. Because this this shit is uncomfortable and and bizarre. You know, he brought a gold plated (laughs) instrument. (laughs) Yeah. He brought brought basically a trophy that he won in a competition. Right. It's like Like 20 years ago. It was a car jack. But that scene to me, that's like one of the, I I really like it when. Club. When scenes yes. make you like sweat it out, those scenes to me are like the scenes that you remember forever. Yeah. And then it, uh, Sean brought up on Twitter. He said uh, um, the, he he put out there as trivia what 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 was this movie originally going to be called? Which is <laughs> yeah. tw- mm-hmm. twins. Which obviously they couldn't call yeah. it twins, thanks to. But all I can think about in that scene now is like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, "Did you ever have sex with a with a, with a Labrador Retriever?" <laughs> like I can only think of, of, him, of him saying the immortal line that uh, Jeremy Irons w- looks up and whispers because we kind of glossed over. Yeah. But J- Jeremy Irons, one of the characters, completely loses his shit. <laughs> loses it. Yes. Yeah. Well, they both did. I mean, there's something about how they both. At some point, Elliot. I don't know if he just realizes that his life is over, but he's like, "Well, fuck it." He's Beverly has fucked my life. <laughs> I mean, so I'm into Beverly. pills now. I love pills. We're and I love he's, fruit. Uh, he's like clementines. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, buddy, let's do heroin. They're like, okay. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's I start doing gonna, that. I was going to say, I too thought that that scene was, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but. <laughs> this is the world um, I live in. <laughs> um, but I, I did love the scene where they are, they're both broken. They've lost their licenses. Basically, it's it's essentially when Elliot, the more with it naughty bro, decides like, yeah, to Sean's point, like fuck it, I'm, right. I, I'm I can't conquer this by being in control. So I've just got to conquer it by becoming one with him, well, and to, by being one with yeah. him, I'm going to. I guess I'll just do a bunch of drugs. Well, to, um, and to just- quote uh, one of the key lines of the film, but I'm going to use Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice again. You have not experienced <laughs> anything until I also experience it. <laughs> yes. Such kind now of the theme. Said- they just steal each other's lives over and over again and feel now, inextricably that, linked. Yeah. When he said that, he was talking about um, getting getting Sexual sex. assault. <laughs> sex. Yeah. He was, he, was talking, he was talking about secret rapes, um, right. which, is, uh, which is cool. Which There's is, nothing yeah. like watching an old movie to remember that it used to be okay to uh, get DUIs, uh, <laughs> slip girls, smoke slip, everywhere. slip girls, Mickey's, smoke on airplanes, and commit secret rapes with your twin brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I wrote several quotes down. One of my favorite moments, um, I have like a serious one, but one of my favorite moments is there is a pivotal scene before Jeremy Irons. I think it's before the the horrible operatic breakdown where he steals the mask. And yeah. <laughs> it's clear that to everyone, like his secret is out. This dude is a drug addict and he's at, lost yes. his mind. Um, but there's a scene. So hot, sexy bro, Jeremy Irons is dating Bryce Dallas Chastain <laughs> girl. Um, <laughs> yes. This like redheaded, like husky voiced colleague with whose titty is always out. And mm-hmm. they're in his beautiful apartment. And basically, like, they do this great, very subtle world building where without telling you overtly, you know immediately that, like, there's a huge sort of culture and pattern internally in their relationship of, like, just fucking each other and other girls. And they kind of say it at the very, very beginning of the movie. But, like, that scene is this moment where, as a viewer, you're like, oh, this is, like this happens so frequently that him rejecting Beverly rejecting this moment is like a slight and very upsetting. Yeah. Um, but he, he runs outside, he's on drugs, he collapses <laughs> and she runs away limp armed to yeah. help him. Jer- Elliot does nothing. And then all of a sudden there's this long pregnant pause, no pun intended. And then he just runs out there, <laughs> slams her up against the wall and is like, don't touch yeah. me, my brother. Yeah. And I yeah. loved it. He went full scar. Like it was yeah. just so dumb and like outrageous. <laughs> he goes from just like kissing and caressing her to violently throwing her up against 
a wall and it was sort of comical because there's, I think, just some acting style kind of changes that we've gotten away from. So it felt a little, you know, whatever, but, but also I thought it was really interesting just because it, it sets up that whole relationship, but then also shows you that like, Oh no, don't forget it. He's fucking crazy too. Like (laughs) slightly more well adjusted. It yeah. all comes out in the wash. All the crazy comes out in the wash. I think it's interesting to bring up sure. the acting style. I think another reason this is like a big level up moment, not level up, but a stylistic change for Cronenberg is typically David Cronenberg is ta- casting some Canadian schlub in this role that Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons yeah. is, is doing. And I don't know if this movie would work very well with, say, Stephen Lack playing this role. Because this role takes... Maybe uh, a a real theatricality to it, yeah. Uh, and it mm-hmm. takes a guy mm-hmm. like like Jeremy Irons. It's weird. He has a very narrow uh, range of roles he can play, but that role that he can play is this very Anthony Hopkins esque, like mm-hmm. doesn't exist in real life, really type of person. But for this, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's this this theatrical twin organism uh and it's perfect because he because you <laughs> yeah. instantly know uh and they don't do any tricks like oh this one wears glasses and this one has like one no they but you instantly know in most scenes when they want you to know which twin yes. it is you know because yeah. of very small choices he doesn't use different voices or anything like that um mm. and then when they don't want you to know it's very purposeful as well it's, and it, yeah. ta- it takes quite sure. a um uh like kind of a, a, a awe-inspiring performance to do so, and it's neat that Cronenberg was like, "Well, I can't go to my, uh, you know, a New Brunswick uh, <laughs> actors a community actors theater to, troupe to get the actor here." You know, when he has to, he goes and gets his Michael Ironside. He goes and gets his Jeremy yeah. Irons, uh, which somehow yeah. <laughs> this leads us to Viggo Mortensen. God help us. I was gonna but- say. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna say all the Cronenberg. I've seen all the hottie ones. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. If you got, if you got a hater, yes, doing his wife for the cheerleading outfit. I'm there. Um, Yeah, John doesn't like the Vigo ones. Ah, I'm revisiting now as an older fella, and I I think that uh, they're just huge departures from Cronenberg of old. Yes. So there's a bit of a shock to your system, especially when like. You kind of fall in love with a filmmaker and you kind of go in for your dose, you know, and then suddenly yeah. it's like, no, this is just another movie. But I've gotten older. I've watched him again, kind of at Sean's behest. And, and you see like that old Cronenberg flair still there. He's just mm-hmm. hidden it deeper. And he's got to get movies made, you know. This is a guy who doesn't get movies made very easily anymore. So I, no. I kind of get it. No, poor crony. Sean, you haven't told uh, us May favorite. I? I'm ready. Please. Let me... Okay, these I got two main ones. I got other stuff I can talk about, but main one. Two child Beverly and Elliot. They're walking through the neighborhood. They're talking about sex. They're like, I don't know, they're like 11 and they're already thinking about sex. And um, they go next door. They see the little girl just sitting on her front stoop and they're like, hey, let's let's make this happen, bro. Are you thinking so what they, I'm thinking? they head on over. <laughs> yes, essentially, yes. Yeah. You want to you want to touch the tips? And so they walk up to the, to the front and they say, hey, do you want to have sex with us? It's an experiment, okay? We, we don't even want to have sex, but we want to have an experiment. And she says, are you kidding me? Fuck off, you freaks. And she goes in and tells her dad, oh, it's really good. I love her. I love the little kid. It's a, it's a uh, number place, two it's Euro. a great place oh. her for the whole movie because you half expect yes. the little girl to just be like, oh, daddy, daddy, no. 
Yeah. And she's like, you two no. fucking freaks. <laughs> yes. Well, I, yeah. no, totally. I was expect. I think it's similar to what I was saying earlier about her, re- like being so relieved that her reaction is like throw a glass of water and be appalled that two men have yes. been basically sexually right. like, <laughs> deceiving and assaulting her. And same thing with yes. little girls. She's like, no, that's like fucked up. I would never do that. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Yeah, I also felt amazing, sort of the same way. Amazingly misogynistic and sexist movie in in some ways, but then in some ways you're surprised mm-hmm. that it's not more so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. The 80s well, movies yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. El- Elliot's girlfriend Carrie, uh, the redhead. She like at first she is sort of presented as just like a sexy lady sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. Like when you first see her, she's at some award ceremony. And you're like, well, yeah. that's an attractive woman. And then like then at the moment when Elliot, like we see him at the edge and she sees him at the edge and talks to him like he is at the edge. And you're like, oh, so this is just a really smart lady. He knows that he also has sex with. And she's like, hey, what you're doing is stupid. Stop it. You don't have to do drugs. Right. Just get, we'll get him clean. I'm, I'm a reasonable lady. And he's just like, nah, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm gonna get he's fucked my- up at the same exact amount. The wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. She's an interesting character because she like pretty much figures it out before our actress. She, this has happened before. This is another woman who figured out that two, tw- that the twin says twins were getting after her. And uh, she figured it out and she was like, I'm down with it. This is a power point. Yeah. I'm going to use these guys. <laughs> you know, she's like this rules. Yes. <laughs> it's two Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like, I love that character. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, I was she's like, great. okay, I love when she just shows up, but she's like, he's like throwing up. He's clearly having a really bad moment. She's like, one titty out, like, yeah, me too. Yep. Hey, <laughs> he's like vomiting. What do you have to? I bet my <laughs> I bet my 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 meager life savings that she's just some Canadian lady. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Sure. I think everybody else everybody else in the movie but Jeremy Irons is, right? Yeah. Just a Canadian. Mm-hmm. You're standing. Number 2 euro of the picture. Um uh Genevieve, what is her name in the Oh, Claire. 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 Uh the sexy sexy lady that they both love but only one of them really loves. Uh she says this is their first uh Date? This is their oh. okay. This is this is her first date with Beverly after Elliot has probably already fucked her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she says, "Are you going to spank me, Doc?" And he says, "It hadn't occurred to me," which is just one of the great responses <laughs> to "Are you going to spank me?" Like it's really gets into how um, unprepared Beverly is for all of this. Like there's a line earlier about how he would still be a virgin if not for. Elliot and it's like oh no that's uncomfortable but that I think there's um for a movie that is deeply uncomfortable very very often <laughs> this is a pretty pretty funny movie I think even in one of the most uncomfortable scenes like even in the scene where he is trying to put the gold plated thing inside of her it's kind of funny I think like there's a, something I think it's a hilarious movie I yeah yeah <clears throat> And, and but a lot of the uh, but, a lot of the lines did need Jeremy Irons though a lot of the quips yes <laughs> uh, there, there's even yes. one where she's like uh, she's like that's the most humiliating thing has ever been done to me and he's like I doubt that <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's like oh, I don't know about that <laughs> one of my favorites is Elliot is is trying to talk um, talk Beverly down and he's 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 trying to put Claire down and basically be like you don't need her like you know early on and and trying to sort of separate. Mm-hmm her him from her 
And he just goes, she's a showbiz lady. And I just love, mm. she's a showbiz lady as like a, yep. a dig. Like that's the reason you shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't want to be with this artlet. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to be with this kind of trashy showbiz lady. I mean, you know how lady. they are. <laughs> that's what they like do. A, who's on Toronto-based miniseries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she knows it. Like, she, she like yeah. earlier on, she's, like, talking to her agent. She's just like, this sucks. I hate it, but I need more of it. I need to pay my bills. Yeah. Get me more shit. I have no shame. Uh, treat me like a whore, uh, ex- except in movies. I want to be a movie whore, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was going to say, too, like, earlier, please don't think I was talking shit about her. Like, I genuinely love watching movies from that era because – women mm-hmm. still have like facial expressions and right. still have like yeah. wrinkles and she had crow's feet. And I love too mm-hmm. the, just the choice of her being, I don't know. Uh, they picked an actress in her forties to play an actress who's, right. who's supposed to be a, not an ingenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes. And she's super sexy and she's never presented as like over the hill or like, you know, they, they don't ever play into that. And I kept waiting for them to, maybe make that a plot point or something. And I was, I thought it was very refreshing and sad, sad that we've lost that a little bit, that, that, that just never happens. Oh yeah. I mean, they've aged stone out of pictures, you know, they've aged ever, you know, they aged her out at probably 20 years before that, you know, she was still like one of the most beautiful women in the world and she was aged out pretty much everyone outside of, you know, Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock gets aged out frightfully early. Or uh, you have like a, very niche, uh, like action star kind of thing, like Charlize Theron's been able to to do, or Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Like, the, 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 there's like four of those actresses. <laughs> like, yeah, and you kind of have to start producing your own pictures to get those yeah. roles. You know, making a yeah, movie yeah. like that is more yeah. than just being cast. That's you know, yeah, it's yeah. really it's really sad. And and, and because Genevieve Bougeau was was an ingenue, she was making films in the '60s. You know, oh yeah, it was uh, stunning. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so, so yeah. She still this movie's like kind of perfectly cast and like I don't I think it'd be interesting and I, and I, if we have any twitchers if we have any uh ladies and gentlemen of the jury out there I I'm trying to think of who else I'd be comfortable we got casting one. in we got roles. Chad it, like who besides Jeremy Irons can play this role like effectively <laughs> in that era from that uh, era so I do know they were going to cast William Hurt and uh, no. and possibly mm. yes, and possibly Robert De Niro. <laughs> I just can't imagine Whoa. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is so uncomfortable with sex. Uh, uh, How would Robert De Niro? He, uh, he, can you imagine Robert De Niro even looking at a vagina? And be like, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Do you have sex with a yeah. Labrador Retriever? Do you have sex with a Labrador Retriever? <laughs> <laughs> he's my brother. Well, I like William Hurt, but he like he's such a waspy like yeah. Like, like everything hidden beneath the surf. Wow, actually, maybe it would work perfectly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he's Irons, a great one. Jeremy Irons is always, and and you hit the hit the nail on the head. Um, that that his range is not super vast, but like the what he does, like no one else can right. do it. Um, and he mm-hmm. does that. Even he could be playing, you know, a, the most straight laced dad character in a movie that <laughs> is truly great and never does anything wrong. And the whole time you're going to be like, 
what kind of sexy danger is he about yeah. to get into? You know? <laughs> like, and we do like, have he gets shockingly oh. tender too. Whereas I don't think like an Anthony Hopkins would do like the Ellie, yes, Ellie. like I can't see. Yeah, you know, he gets very the gets yeah very, the the vulnerable vulnerable moments that Beverly has are are when I'm like, oh shit, this dude is doing a really good job at acting in this movie. Yes, he's killing it. He's yeah. knocking it out of the park. We have yeah. a comment from Chad in the Twitch chat. Uh, he chooses to right. replace... Robin Williams? <laughs> the great Jeremy Irons. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> the greatest actor of all time, could have pulled it off really well. Thank you, Chad Ryden, for that wonderful comment. He's right. Why, why isn't Steve Gutenberg in this movie? But we can't say only positive things about this film. We must say negative things. Jamie, would you tell us your low main, low man of the picture? What is the worst thing about this movie? Oh my god, um, that's it is really hard. I'm. I may need you to come back to me. I'm looking right. at my okay. notes to see if I'll I, get it. Let, 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 let me. Let me get John. Do it. Let me get performative, if you will, because I don't really care about this, because usually when I see um, stuff that's out of time, like racist, sexist, homophobic, ridiculous, I just go, man, things used to be really fucked up. But the portrayal of, yeah. like, the gay, uh, like, the gay oh. secretary, it's just yeah. pre- preposterous. Oh. <laughs> it, yeah. puts the P, it puts the P in problematic, because it's just like, uh, and it's just explained away, like, oh, don't worry, he's gay, he's not a real person. <laughs> Well, and honestly, that's such a good point because it was so confusing to me. I was watching the scene and I'm like, what did he say? Like, did is he offending him? Like, I, I can't, I, I really couldn't understand like what it was. And then way later, she's like, oh yeah, that's he's my gay. assistant. Talking he's about gay. vaginas. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Saying the word vagina makes, sends him into a frenzy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's but disgusted by it. But, you know, yeah. to me, like, it's tough to find stuff wrong with Dead Ringers. I think uh, we should talk about it. Maybe maybe we should address the jury again, uh, uh, Sean. Because <laughs> this, I mean, this is, yeah. to me, it's like, this might be the best Cronenberg movie. I don't know. What? It's really good. Sean, Humbug. tell us what you did Humbug, like. I say. <laughs> okay. Um, I like this movie less than you guys. I still like it. And there's there's a plenty to like. But I will say there's something about... Uh, the sterility of it that I don't like. Okay. Right. There's so, and part of, I'm part of it is the thing you're talking about where like when I expect a Cronenberg movie, I expect this sort of thing. And I guess maybe I can handle the history of violence and Eastern promises thing because they never feel that much like Cronenberg movies to me, even though he's the director and they feel a little weird. The detachment is gone by then. The detachment is gone. Yes, yeah. but there's, so like, to me, I, I guess you guys thought it was sexy, but to me it is not sexy, and it's not very emotional. Yeah. I'm telling it's you, not, Sean, It's just not sexy to me. There were, this is why. There, this, there were boners, literal clitoral boners going on for Jamie and I when we watched this movie. It's you! It's you! <laughs> well, I, I'm broke. only telling you my own personal opinion. <laughs> no, you probably think, shouldn't I be think, turned on by this movie. <laughs> I think plenty of things are sexy. I just don't think this movie particularly is sexy for what, me. What but about also, what oh, about twin sexual uh, sexual offender uh, gynecologist? Sure. Not sexy to you. Yeah, 
Well, I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the rubber the rubber thing is fine, you know, if you want to tie somebody up with rubber. But it's weird, the gown itself that she's wearing reminded me of, like, what you would put a baby in for communion, like, for <laughs> yeah. first communion, and you would, like, put a little water on her head. That's sort of what it reminded me. It was, like, a very chaste, like, like a child's dress that she was wearing, and it just was weird to me. Denise Cronenberg, um, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. No, I think she's great. I mean, I think she did a great job in many ways. But I think for me, like something like The Fly is the pinnacle of his movies for me because, okay, it gets gross in the way that Cronenberg movies get gross, which I love. But also, he manages to pull off this thing where you see this weird, gooey monstrosity. And then it grabs the shotgun and it pulls it towards his head and you get, you cry because you are feel, feeling sorry for this like yes. goo. Like you're looking at something that is clearly just a weird rubber thing that they made, but it like moves me. And I just like it, I guess maybe I'm in a movie for something like that. Like there's some sort of emotional attachment and there's a lot of detachment in this for me. So you're not moved by Hellenistic uh, portrayals of two Jeremy Irons dying in each other's arms. <laughs> I think it is beautiful. I think like the the final shot is like obviously clearly meant to look like a romance painting. Like it, yeah. Like it is beautiful. It just doesn't move me, which is I you know. Would... Eh. I, well, and I'm supposed to say something I didn't love, but I do. I sold the ending short. I do love, so he, he disembowels the brother. There's this very tender to John's point sort of moment where he just becomes almost younger than we've seen him or like just this child again, um, sort of unable to even articulate anything. He's just saying Ellie, Ellie over again, but then he puts on a suit, like a man, he puts on like this facade, goes out to a payphone, calls Claire. She says, who is this? And he can't answer, and he hangs it up because he doesn't. Because he doesn't know who he is. He isn't. Yeah. He's no one now. His, goes, he's dead. Yeah, goes he's back in, and manually dies in his dead brother's arms. <laughs> in his dead yeah. brother's yes. open womb. But that, Come on, like, Sean. This is way deeper the, like, than Brundlefly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but, yeah, dude. I, Not for I, me. I, just, <laughs> but I loved that. I loved the who is this? And there's an, and just click like there's yeah. there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say my least favorite thing, um, yeah, maybe the weird nightgown. It just looked <laughs> itchy, and I was like, that bitch is sweaty. And also, like, the whole, I can't watch scenes like that and not think that they both got, like, UTIs. Like, they're just, <laughs> it's super wet. Like, I don't know what that, like, rubber, like, I was just like, that's probably going to leave some sort of rash yeah. or yeah, like, I'd yeah. have a reaction to that yeah. mater- rubber material. Um, so I was, like, not, there was nothing sexy about the actual sex scenes. The sexiness of that movie, I think a little bit, too, is that that specific time period to me is so sexy as well. Like just, I very much romanticize like that sort of like late eighties wealth. Almost, yeah. You know, oh yeah, he, he's a hack, but like just that Brett Easton Ellis sort of aesthetic, sure. like the, the rich, um, sure. 
person doing in, cocaine in, this movie. in a gynecologist's office. Yeah, doing it's yeah, like, a gynecologist's office. Fuck yeah, and like burning <laughs> candles in the daytime. Yeah. There was yes. there was grip wax <laughs> on syringes in this movie. Come on, Sean. Oh yeah, get a boner. I, also, and, and I think close-ups on that instead of on like the the goo, and that's why I was like, yeah. show, show me a dirty ass candle. That's Artsy. art. That's art." Also, I think there is something there's something in there about the, it is about wealth, and it is also about that sort of performative wealth. And like much of their problem is like we need more money, so we need to do more shit. But they're already busy. They're already wealthy they're already clearly rich but they just keep trying and they show elliot a few times watching lifestyles of the rich and famous and it's mm-hmm. just so like emblematic of like this is the guy he is he's like at some point i need a yacht and i need to have mm-hmm. shit like that i don't fucking know why i'm smart right. why, why do i care about that kind of shit i've got a beautiful apartment well, I, we're I've making never, certainly we're making millions of dollars a year i had for, never from heard all of these women very right sexy brother yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> I'd never exactly. heard the name Denise what else do you Cronenberg. Want for life? I'd never heard the name Denise Cronenberg until tonight, but her like drab grays and uh like the 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 opaqueness of their suits mixed with like the mm-hmm. only place where they feel alive, the operating room, which they inexplicably wear blood red giant costumes uh, in. I mean, that's really a, like one of the most genius uh, decisions yeah. made in the movie and really oh, yeah. works for it. The co- the RP. the entire like there isn't a single wasted costume or set piece or moment, and I do love the yes. again to watching it. I was like, how much of this repetition in setting is like budget, and how much of it is like a choice? But I do love that there's this restaurant that they frequent, which is clearly this very hoity-toity supper club kind of yeah. place with these like baroque you know cherubs mm-hmm. and and paintings everywhere. Um, and I just loved like that setting and like there was the natural light pouring in. I, the, I don't know. Through like, the prison bars constantly. Yeah. The prison yeah. Bars of their uh, blinds. Yeah, exactly. Oh like, yeah. The, the gilded the, the cage. Li- the lighting in the movie like was fucking brilliant, which just, you don't see that very often or it's not often that you, wa- that I watch a movie now and I'm like, damn, they killed that lighting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, another, sure. Another, another game changer moment for Cronenberg because I think he worked with this DP forever after this. I he did. His first yeah. Movie with him. I think he just kept working with him. Man, and I was reading about that th- this morning. The guy who he'd worked with before was like his bud. Like he'd worked with him on everything, and had and he yeah. just couldn't do this movie. Right. Oh. And never worked. He never worked with him again. Like, and he was filming. I think so, that was Mark Winters. Was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember yeah. what he was. Yeah. He got Wally pipped because it was definitely. I love the other Cronenberg movies, but this movie, it's like, it's like, holy shit, this movie looks amazing. And then the rest of yeah. the Cronenberg catalog all, yeah. all look really incredible. I just yeah. thematically, yeah. he, like, I guess maybe this was his zenith for me, and he just never kind of. Is this before or after Videodrome, Sean? Do you know? After. Uh, this is after. Okay. Well, if we're ranking them, I don't know if anything can can usurp Videodrome, which is one of the most bizarre fucking things ever put to film. And it's I just really love fucking it. weird. But uh, to me, like, yeah. after this, I mean, what else do you have to say when you make a movie this, this fucking bizarre? And you don't do any of your sure. own tricks, really, except for one dream sequence. You just make a movie that is so horrific yeah. and creepy without using, without blowing up or barfing on anything. Yes. Y- can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely. Do you mind? 
Okay. I do. Um, I have a theory. You mind? Oh, well, I won't ask it if you can't handle it. I'm going to Oh, well. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you can leave. I'll just talk to John. Um, Oh, uh, John. No, you have to stay. Uh, John. John. Yes. Tell me and tell Jamie about this important thing that I have a theory about. Uh, Do you think David Cronenberg casts people who look like him because he... He wishes he could be in all of his own movies. I think most of his leading men look like David Cronenberg, especially with the glasses. What? That's my th- my theory is that Cronenberg casts men who look like him. I mean, I th- Martin Scorsese famously once said that David Cronenberg looks like an L.A. gynecologist. Yeah. <laughs> he does. And Cronenberg does yeah. act. So and he's yeah. really attractive to yeah. me. <laughs> Is he hot? Yeah. He's hot. He looks like a cross between Jeff Goldblum and Jeremy Irons. I need to say this. Yeah, I guess that's true. I should have said this at the top of the hour. I would have sex with anyone on TV or in a movie. (laughs) Um, Just anyone. Anybody? You got to be pretty good looking to be in the, to be committed to celluloid, so. Yeah. Um, Okay. No, but yeah, you know, he's cute. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's test this theory. Would you have sex with the Jeremy Irons Siamese twin monster from the dream sequence? Yes. You would eat the metastasized goo between their It looked, It looked like fruit leather. And I... (laughs) (laughs) Strawberry? Raspberry? (laughs) Yeah. And with that, I don't think we can get any more Cronenbergian than that. Uh, Jamie, tell (laughs) tell the people at home where they can find you online and what you've been up to these days. Oh, Jesus. Well, I've just mostly been like watching the world burn at my house and drinking. (laughs) Um, Woo! Eventually, I'll be back on my podcast, yeah. which is called Hot Minute, where I just talk about how hot people are, basically, um, with my friend yeah. Ashley. Um, that's H-O-T-T-Minute.com. Um, we're on Spotify and all places that you can listen to podcasts. And Fuck yeah. There's plenty of episodes. We'll come back eventually. Hey, the world's <laughs> right not going to stop turning. The Hot Minute can't quit burning. Sean, where can it you find us? It won't quit. Oh, um, you can find us in so many places. You can find us at Food Courtcast on Twitter, uh, Food Court Movie Podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook, I guess. And we're on all of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, if you haven't watched us on Twitch, if you're like not watching us right now, but listening to us later, twitch.com. Wait, no, twitch.tv. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Don't listen to me. Twitch.tv slash Food Court Movie Podcast. That's where you can watch us. Google it, you nerd. You'll find it. Yeah, just like, like if you like just you don't Google know food how to get on this and Twitch. <laughs> and also, what we need more than anything is a wonderful five star review on whatever your favorite podcast app is. Just get head over there. Just say, man, I, I'm so glad that you had Jamie on the show. I'm tired of all those other people. I hate them so much. They are ugly and disgusting to me, and I hate their it ideas. It would never be a movie. Thank you TV. for having. <laughs> no, uh-huh. God, wow. Oh man, I'm afraid to ask the chat if any of us belong in movies or TV. I'm not going to ask that. him. It's no. too depressing. Please, please too don't depressing. do that. Please don't <laughs> too do that. Too depressing. John. <laughs> Yes, Sean. May I say for you and for Jamie, before I say it, don't forget we are live on Twitch every Wednesday at 10, 9 central. And next week we have as our guest Carl Roberts III, and we are watching the seminal arm wrestling classic, Over the Top. And now, bon appetit. Bon appetit. Mm-hmm.